Hey friends, and welcome to the Housewife Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Mariah. As a third generation entrepreneur and Southern lady, I'm learning how to bake my cake and sell it too. Join me each week as we discuss topics that might make our grandmothers blush, but will also help you navigate faith, family, and business. Welcome to the Housewife Puzzle Podcast. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Housewife Puzzle Podcast. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode talking about protecting your energy. So many people had wonderful responses about how it was something they had never considered. So if you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to that. However, today I'm letting you listen into a conversation with my friend Serena. Serena is a military spouse and unexpected entrepreneur. She's also the mother of two very busy kids and has to have to move her business several times. She's going to offer some great insight about what it's like to really take her career in a different direction and how to balance all the things. So enjoy. Well, Serena, hey, and welcome to the podcast. I am excited to have you here today. You are a great friend of mine, and it even feels kind of funny reintroducing myself because we've already been chatting today um, and this morning, but I'm so thankful you agreed to be on the podcast, and I'm excited because we're going to talk about things that I haven't yet gotten to introduce to the podcast listeners, but it's such a big part of my life, both on the business side and on the military spouse side. So I just want you to say um, your name and kind of tell us just a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. So thanks for having me on. Um, My name is Serena and I am an Army wife of the last 13 years. I've got uh, two kids and two fur kids, so (laughs) busy on that end. Um, but I am also kind of an accidental entrepreneur. That's right. About four years ago, I started a business originally just making signs and have now transitioned uh, to a little bit more than that. So it's a home decor and apparel brand inspired by the modern military spouse. I love that so much. Um, I can vividly remember meeting you a couple years now, what, years ago now, which is crazy to think. Um, that that was like two and a half years ago, but we are, we're both at JBLM and we were at the mock down and end dressed up as nerds because that was our theme for field artillery. Our husbands are in the same branch and um, I don't remember how it came up about what I, what I did and was working on with branding, but I had just gotten started. I think I had just finished up my third client before I met you getting into this, whereas you know, it was such a new idea to want to do more than just a logo for somebody. Remember, you know, and I even remember talking to you and thinking, does this even make sense? You know, that I want to do more than make the logo. I want to help articulate who you are to other people. Um, But I will remember sitting in the coffee shop talking to you kind of about what my thoughts were and my ideas were and just what an energy I think that we had together. And I was like, man, this is, this is going to be good. And so we had the opportunity to work together for several months while I was still there at JBLM. Um, And um, it was such a cool season. And I remember thinking, how in the world has this girl just not already been successful at this? Because you you just have that certain personality type, which I think is what we were kind of talking about before we jumped on, is that it really takes a certain personality for entrepreneurship. And so today, as we talk... I want to talk about 
your passion for business and how you kind of fell into that. But I also want to talk about, you know, being a military spouse and you have two super active kids. I mean, oh my gosh, um, which are fantastic kids, by the way, because I had the opportunity to hang out with them several times while we were there and we had a good time. I still have the cutest picture of Justin and your son playing um, video games, which natural habitat for them. They love so, it. So, yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> and I love that your daughter always thinks of me when she sees um, Lily Pulitzer or bright colored things. Mm-hmm. Like that just makes yeah. my heart so happy. But so tell us a little bit about, you know, what did you go to school for? How did you get into business? Did you ever imagine you'd be doing what you are doing today? Sure. Yeah. So um, I was not one of these kids who just knew what I wanted to be when I grow, uh, grew up. I kind yeah. of thought, you know, maybe I would have some time to figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. I ended up thinking that maybe being a lawyer was what I wanted to do. And I started out college and thought, oh, I'll be an English major. Isn't that what lots of lawyers do? Um, And I probably the first semester realized, no, this is not what I'm going to do. It was too many books, too much reading, not what I wanted to do. So I very quickly changed um, and decided to actually study linguistics. So through college, uh, linguistics and German uh, were what so I did. Crazy. Yeah, totally not what I'm doing now. And uh, even as a student in college, I taught English as a second language and mm-hmm. I worked as a tutor. So still nothing at all related to what I was doing. Yeah, um, that is so crazy. I, yeah. I started out pre-law too. I, I did journalism and yep. poli-sci. Mm-hmm but it was yeah. only for a semester as well. And I, I remember us bonding over that yeah. um, at coffee because you were like, what did you go to school for? I was like, well, I went to school for business and marketing and design, but that's not where I started. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's kind of a crazy notion to even think that at 18, you should be able to decide what you need to oh, study. That's going to yes. kind of propel you into this amazing career. But oh my gosh, you know, yeah. it just, it just so happened that I really love linguistics, um, mm-hmm. finished that. And I just knew I was going to be a corporate attorney wow. and kind of at the same time in what now feels like a bit of a parallel universe. <laughs> I, uh, you know, had this guy that I had been dating since I was 17 and we were engaged to be married. I graduated, uh, December and that January we got married. That's crazy. And I, yeah. Oh, nuts. And I don't think I had a clue about what my life was going to look like as a military spouse. I think I just kind of figured that I had done everything I was supposed to do in college, graduated Mm -hmm. with honors, was studying for the LSAT, and that Mm -hmm. life would just kind of continue like that, only we would be doing it together. Um, And I very quickly realized that that's not how Army life works. So um, we kind of ended up, you know, we did the newlywed thing and we were young and he had been in Korea for the entire year or so, uh, the last year that we were engaged. And so, yeah, so we did that. And at month five, I found out I was pregnant (laughs) and totally not expecting it, but it was absolutely a blessing for a host of reasons at the time. But Mm -hmm. um, a month after that, he got deployment orders. Mm. And I thought, okay, well, I'm 21, almost 22, newly married, living in a different state for the first time, you know, outside of just that college environment. And now my husband is 
scheduled to deploy. And I don't think I even fully knew what that meant at the time. Yeah. Um, and so very quickly, I realized that was probably the first time that I said, so this life is probably not going to look exactly like I thought it would. Yeah. Well, that's um, what I kind of want to ask you is. Yeah. I, I mean, just listen to that right, right there. I, I went through a similar season, so I kind of have my interpretation, but I would love to hear yours about how much of life shifted in like an 18 month period for you? Um, because, you know, I have the similar story of, you know, I graduated in May, got married in June uh, and moved to Washington. Uh, but, you know, I didn't have to factor in also, you know, my husband deploying simultaneously with being pregnant. And so how did you cope, I guess is the best word in um, what I now like to think of as kind of mourning those expectations of, this is not what life is going to be about. Were you excited and were you able to pivot or were you kind of like me where it was, I went through a season of like kicking and screaming and being like, this is not what I wanted. Yeah. So it kind of, I kind of slow rolled maybe mm-hmm. from um, just still being excited. Perhaps naive is the better word. Um, yeah. Just kind of not realizing how much my life was going to change because at the time I don't think I really understood what a deployment was. My family's not military. I wasn't really around people who were military growing up. So I don't think I really understood the impact that that would have. So, you know, I was working um, as a receptionist at a law firm, studying for the LSAT, kind of just continuing thinking that that's just what I would do. And -hmm. this was just going to kind of be a bump. And then very quickly, I realized that that was not the case. Uh, The pregnancy became very high risk. Mm -hmm. And he deployed when I was um, roughly about five months pregnant. Um, With your first? Yeah, with our first baby. Oh my gosh. Oh, insane. Just totally insane. And I thought, what in the world am I going to do? I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously at this point now, I'm an adult. (laughs) You know, I finished my three and a half years of college. I've been married for a little bit now. Um, And I just thought, how am I going to figure this out? What is life going to look like after this? So I ended up having to move home because of complications with the pregnancy. And um, our daughter was born at 29 weeks. She was two pounds, five ounces. My husband was still in Afghanistan. I I mean, just can't. And let's also like put in perspective for people that um, because your husband, Major West, is several years older than Justin. And right. so, I mean, that was a different time in the Army, too. You know, we were at the height of a war. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, so too, even the way the deployments look now is different than how it looked then and you know social media wasn't around skype wasn't around and so you know just painting the picture for the listeners of i mean absolute crazy town i mean unimaginable being 22 you know here you are thinking at this point you should be you know studying for you know going into your second year of probably law school and then um everything shifted. I mean, and not just shifted. I mean, just compounded. Oh, radically. oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I went into labor at 24 weeks and at that time, the deployment, because of the nature of the deployment that he was on, there wasn't just constant communication. We would go days without me hearing from him. So even that was difficult because when we were getting updates from the doctor, it might be a couple of days before he would be able to even know what was going on. Um, And I remember when she was born, um, I had talked to him kind of earlier in that day and labor was about 18 hours and it was completely unexpected. 
And uh, by the next time I talked to him, I think he had already talked to his mom and she said, congratulations, dad. And he's like, what? <laughs> you know, he didn't oh, even no. know that I yeah. had the baby. So it just, it, oh goodness, it just was such a crazy time. And I think mm -hmm. for me, that was a radical shift in where I thought I was going to end up. Um, how I thought I was going to get there. And it yeah. took some time for me to kind of wrap my really at that time, young mind around yeah. how yeah. much life was going to change for me. So, yeah. Right. And so how old is your daughter now? So she's 12 now. Yeah. I'll have a teenager this year, which is, which is wild to me. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> and she's yeah. already like as big as you, which yeah. you, you know, yeah. you're just so tiny anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, crazy. How, how, so much changes. And so I really want to dive into, you know, that was 12 years ago. You know, you thought you at this point, you know, if you could have looked into the future, you would have figured you'd probably be five years into practicing at sure. least, you know, um, really establishing that corporate career versus instead, you know, you had to put kids um, through school, you know, get them in to in and out of diapers. I mean, just right. crazy crazy difference and I think there's so many people that need to hear you know why you decided to go into business and um why it was a good time or was it not a good time you just decided to go for it anyway because I think so many people are discouraged because their life is not what they imagined but they're like I'm not a spring chicken anymore because right. for whatever reason we feel like we have to start whatever the thing is before we're 30 yeah. um, in order for yeah. it to be super successful but um, really what I want people to hear is how you didn't feel like you had a good boss to the wall the whole time and so really just start and tell us you know what made you think that you wanted to start a business? You know, how old were your children? Because the, I know that plays a role. And Absolutely. what kind of where that got you to today and how things are now? Yeah, sure. So, you know, after we had the first baby, I think your mind shifts anyway. And it kind of mm -hmm. moved to a family focus as opposed to what for me was originally a career focus. And we wanted the kids to be close together. So, you know, we kind of decided, okay, let's start trying for another baby when she was about 12, 14 months old. And I ended up pregnant again. And of course, you know, this pregnancy had some complications, mm -hmm. but he was home this time. Um, and then I had um, our second baby, a, a little boy. And about when he was about five months old, he got deployment orders again. <laughs> so... Um, I thought, okay, well, stay-at-home mom is probably just going to have to be my jam right now. Um, right. Honestly, that was okay, because I think if I am honest looking back, about the only thing that I probably told people all the time that I wanted to be when I grew up was a mom. So oh, I think yeah. in a lot of ways, I felt fulfilled in that, because that was something that I really wanted. Um, mm -hmm. I respected and understood the fact that so many moms don't even have the opportunity to stay home with their kids. Yeah. So I really thought of it, um, you know, as a blessing at that point. But I think always in the back of my mind, there was kind of a little bit of, but why not me? Every time my husband yeah. was getting promoted and, and I love him. I love everything that he's doing, you know, with his job. But I think sometimes you feel a little bit lost in that because you have to give up so much. And so when oh, the sure. kids were about 
oh, three and, or maybe two and four, mm-hmm. uh, we were on our third duty station at that point. And I thought, okay, well, maybe it's a good time for me to go to work. And we'll just yeah. kind of see what happens. I don't want, you know, the world's biggest resume gap. Law school wasn't really on my mind anymore because I just didn't think it would fit our family dynamic fully. Um, yeah. So I went to work and I went to work uh, just in kind of a regular job at Human Resources Command for the Army. And, you know, I just wasn't happy. And it wasn't necessarily the job. It wasn't, you know, I, I had coworkers that I really liked. Um, my schedule was okay, but I really just felt like, my goodness, I went to college, I had all of these goals, and now here I am sitting at this desk doing what I really never thought I was going to be doing, yeah. and it felt like I was doing it to pay for daycare, to pay mm. for someone else to do all the things for my kids that I could have done if I just said, I'm going to stay home, and this is okay with me for right now. Yeah, And so about you know, nine months or so into that, we got deployment orders again, uh, or I'm sorry, not deployment, uh, PCS orders this time Mm -hmm. and to move overseas. So, you know, I kind of made the decision and said, you know, this really isn't working for me. We're going overseas anyway. Let me just take the time to try and kind of figure out what could possibly work for me. And so I kind of went back into that stay at home mom mode that I think a lot of us do because it's easy when you move to just kind of adjust to, let me make sure the kids are settled. Let me make sure the family unit is okay. And yeah. so that's what I did. And, you know, we were there for 13 months and I, it really didn't cross my mind about going to work or what I was missing at that point, because I mean, we were in Europe, <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, that was pretty amazing. But by the time we got orders to head to our next duty station, um, duty station number five, I kind of said, okay, the kids are getting older when my youngest is in kindergarten. So when he was in school full time, I have to find something that I really enjoy doing that's going to benefit the family financially, but still allows me to be flexible. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the mindset that I went into. You know, he did pre-K for the first year that we were there. And that was kind of the year that I said, okay, well, let me just kind of look around and see what might be possible. Mm -hmm. And then when he went away to kindergarten, I said, all right, now's my time. I've got to figure this out. And I looked at, well, maybe I should go back to school and get a master's or maybe I should just get a regular job because now that he's in school, the daycare part isn't so much a concern, but none of that really appealed to me. So it was honestly thinking, well, I'm a bit creative. Maybe I can do something with that. Um, And that's kind of the tiny little spark that kind of set a few things into motion that started this entrepreneurial journey for me personally. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think for so many people, that's exactly what it is, is it's never this profound moment of, I know for me, I never sought out entrepreneurship. You know, I never thought that I would be one to juggle a lot of balls. I, I honestly thought that I would be kind of like you're talking about having a very specific path that I'd be known for one thing. This is what I did. Um, instead of kind of my hand and being a couple of different places. And um, I think that's similar for many people in, in business where you just kind of have this idea where you're like, Oh, I could do this. You know, is where I think a lot of people start is I could do it. And then you start searching out Googling, how do you do that? Um, Or you see some sort of need um, that you can feel. And, and that's for me, I think where my thought fell a little bit more in is I saw a lot of people in business having this, the struggle with trying to get up to date with social media and how do I relate to people? 
because it was no longer about being the only one that sold something, you know, right. or proximity because used to, you know, it was word of mouth and you just hired the photographer or the designer or whatever that was next door because that's who you knew. But now, you know, you really were in a world market thrown into it. And so how do you stand out and how do you differentiate? I was like, man, you know, small businesses needed help in that. So I saw a need, but for you, it was more of a kind of a creation moment of I could do that or why not? Why not do that? Yeah. And it really came out of our lifestyle because, you know, as a military spouse, you move all the time. Yeah, it would be awesome if two houses were the same, but they never are. And so you're kind of constantly having to decorate. But, um, you know, it's no secret that you don't join the military because you know that there's a future in you being a millionaire. So um, there's kind of, you know, these budget constraints that go along with having to constantly change your space. And so I thought, you know, that's something that I kind of like to do. Maybe that's something I can do. And mm-hmm. I had zero design skills. I had no tools. I mean, besides what, you know, the average person has in their home. Yeah. So I honestly don't even know what possessed me, but I think I scrolled through Pinterest one time too many and it just kind of empowered me to say, you know what? I feel like these are things that I can do too. Yeah. So that's kind of really where it began. And I started just kind of learning the process of making wooden signs. I had to go out and buy tools. I remember going, the first thing that I bought, I called my dad, who's like really handy and does all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said, well, what do you think I should get? I'm kind of thinking of getting into sign making. And I think he probably chuckled a little thinking, okay, I don't know if you've ever even been to Home Depot willingly. So I don't know how this is going to work out for you. Um, but he said, well, okay, why don't you just go get like a handsaw and a miter box? Let's just start with that and see how that works. And looking in my garage now, I don't even, I don't even own those two things anymore, which is hilarious, but you know, it was just so funny. And it was just, I think I love the challenge of it. I love that I had to learn things that I hadn't learned before. Um, and I still felt like maybe I was getting a piece of that back, which I thought maybe law school would have been for me, just kind of like a challenge that I had to constantly work through and overcome things. So I think it met a need kind of in a roundabout way for me. Um, And so that's what I did. You know, I started making signs and, you know, I'd have people come over and say, oh, that's really great. Where'd you get it? And I'd say, I made it. And I thought, okay, well, let me wait to see what the reaction is now that I've said that. And people would say, no, I really love that. Could you make me one? And then more people said that. And I thought, maybe this could really be a business. So that's really how it started. It literally grew out of my house, out of a desire for me to still maintain flexibility, bring in income and have a creative outlet, you know, that made me happy. Something that was for me. So yeah, yeah, that's where it began. I will never forget, you know, when we were working together and you launched the site, and you had that first huge rush of orders. And like your dad even came to help you yeah. um, fulfill those. And that was the coolest thing to me because, I, you know, I've obviously lived and I've spoke about, you know, my dad's photography studio and growing up in it. And my grandfather owned a gas company. And so it was always a family affair to me. But, you know, sometimes you never know if that's just because that's what you know. You know, you don't know if that's just your truth or is this the normal. Right. You know, and I think in the military lifestyle, too, you're always flung against relationships where you realize okay yeah we're not normal this is not (laughs) this is not the baseline and so that to me was like 
one of those moments where I was like, oh my gosh, yes, Serena, the West, like these are my people. Yeah, because I know it's not the case for everybody, but it really becomes a family affair in many ways. And even to this day, for me, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've made Justin come to my office and take a picture for me or or hold or, you know, do something menial. But it really takes a whole team to um, do that. What what was um, Bernard, your husband's reaction to you saying, okay, I think I need power tools for this thing that I want to do. Because I know Justin Dunn would have just fell on the floor and just been like, okay, first of all, um, are you going to kill me? Like, are you, yeah. are you going to like board up your house? Like, what, yeah, so what was his reaction? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has always, always, always been so insanely supportive of me, period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of just whatever musings I've had, he's been supportive of the idea of me just staying home with the kids or if I wanted to work, he's been supportive. That I will say was probably a little bit of, you know, I'm sure he thought this is really out in left field. I don't. Yeah. Because it's just not something that you would, he would picture me doing, you know, so. And did you ever think sometimes, like I know for, um, for me, oh, I think that was mine. It's okay. Um, That Justin, and I know it was in his best way because Justin's, like Bernard, he he would support me if I, all of a sudden I started to say I'm going to sell cotton candy, or right. you know I think I'd be a really great telemarketer. He'd be like, okay, if that's what you want to do, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. whatever. You know, and so at first I think he was just grateful because I was coming out of a darker kind of season that I was wanting to get to work, you know, to do things. And mm-hmm. for him, it was never even about the money to begin with because he was like, I'm just want you to do something. So you'll go back to being Kindle, you know, yeah. something for yourself. And in that way, I think not just him, but some people around me were, would kind of wave me off and kind of look at me like, oh, well, that's cute. Mm-hmm. And never kind of looked at it as a real thing, but um, as a hobby, you know, or uh, out of, I think even looking at many military spouses, people look at us and like, oh, well, she's just doing that to keep her hands busy, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing. And it, sometimes I think it's hard to break that shell of, no, this is not like just some simple Etsy business that I have going on. Like this is a legitimate thing. And so was that a mindset that you even had to break for yourself, especially as you know, you had, you know, almost 10 years of being a military spouse and being an adult and raising a family without the side gig, without the hustle. Um, Was it hard for you? Did you have any mentality shifts that you even had to push through yourself? Because you're like, okay, what am I doing? Right. So absolutely. I mean, I, the mental shift that it takes to go from thinking that you are going to be a professional mm-hmm. um, to being a stay at home mom to now saying, I'm going to paint signs for a living. <laughs> um, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, and I came out of a family that values education tremendously. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have one sister who's a pharmacist and the other is a nurse anesthetist. <laughs> so well, yeah, um, all the schools. <laughs> yeah. So they're doing all the things, you know, so I think there was always kind of in the back of my mind, this pressure to perform mm-hmm. um, and being a mom is, oh man, it's an incredible job. It's difficult. It requires so much more than I think I ever imagined. But especially as I, you know, would get in touch with friends from growing up and then friends from college, I think a lot of people thought, 
oh man, is this another way that you're going to waste your potential? You know, I actually oh, had people yeah. say that to me sometimes. And so oh, that made it really difficult because I would question and kind of say, is it, can I really make I can be proud of when people say, well, what do you do? Um, and it kind of just eliminating that just, you know, like, oh, well, I'm just a stay at home mom or, oh, yeah, I just started this little business. Yeah, because that was a reflection of kind of what I was feeling about could I even make this something that was successful and something that I would be willing to share with other people. Um, yeah. And so I think it forced me into treating it a bit like a hobby for the first few years mm -hmm. um, because, you know, life schedule changed and we moved again. Um, and every time something came up, it was very easy to say in my mind, though I never verbalized it, well, this is kind of just a little thing that I'm doing on the side. Sure, I can volunteer here or, you know, sure, I can take this role on because I didn't treat it like it was as important as it was to me because I was honestly a little bit worried about how it was being perceived by other people. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, no, yeah. no, I completely understand and believe that because you know being a military spouse and when your husband's um and there's there's so much of living in a fishbowl in many ways kind of sense where we live in a different world <laughs> like we, we're living in the same world as civilians but it's just this micro community of expectations and I mean you get judged for working you get judged for not working oh yeah and, and kind of decide okay where do I fit in this space and you know who who do I care less about disappointing you right. know or, or upsetting <laughs> yeah. in many ways and then also as much as people do and don't sometimes want to admit that we're reflections of our husbands sure. and 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 not in a sense that like what I do is really going to make a difference, but like if I decided to do something that was just in bad taste, it really could um, not necessarily affect him on paper, but I know that it's going to affect his morale, which obviously is going to affect the way that he leads and the way that right. he does his job. And so uh, I think that all sits in our subconscious in the same way that I'm sure subconsciously as a mother you had specific worries you know about how am I going to get this done when I have to do all these other things yeah. I mean when we were working together you know you were juggling um you know sports practice and dance and all the all the things yeah. but I have to yeah. say one of the things that you know I really admired because you were the first person that I had worked with that had young kids and was not doing like a rebrand like you were doing more of a how do we get this up and moving kind of thing mm -hmm. And so you are such a sponge and willing to learn. And I think that's what people don't understand that is a key factor in business. And I know for me, I think um, I've had to learn that the best thing that I can do is be coachable and just always know that I don't know everything. And, and to be willing to sit and to listen to people that do it differently, that yeah. people that have more experience um, and to people who have already done it and say, OK, well, I'm going to try it. And if not, I can pivot. And so that's kind of where I want to ask you. I know that you, you took a huge position. You got military spouse of the year. Was it for the army or was it for JBLM? For JBLM. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is a yeah. huge honor, huge yeah. thing. And then that season went into, cause that was right after you launched. Mm -hmm. um, and that season went into you also being the spouses club president 
for JBLM, which if people don't know, that is a full-time gig, like (laughs) for freaking sure, because you're raising a ton of money. You you know, you have all these commitments and um, social things that you have to be present at and support things that you have to be a part of. And so I want you to talk a little bit about why you made the decision to um, just allow your business not to completely go away, but to kind of put it on the back burner to where you weren't pushing it forward, you know, at this breakneck speed. Um, But I want you to talk about that. And then I want to hear how you made that transition back into, okay, I can pick it back up and let it go forward. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I kind of feel like business and life parallel each other a lot in terms of just there being seasons. Mm. And when we got to JBLM, we knew that there would be um, kind of a season that was going to be difficult because of where my husband was in his career. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it would kind of require a lot of solo parenting. Um, He was gone a lot, but it would also um, require of me to kind of be present in the units that he was a part of um, and to kind of be that supportive wife in that role. And so I think that's one of the things that I love about being an entrepreneur and having my own business is that it allowed for me to be able to do that, um, to be able to kind of step back a little bit and say, well, these are things that are a little bit more important right now. I don't Mm want to stop completely, but I'm going to have to prioritize some other things. And so I had to get ready for a PCS all by myself coming out of that um, term, as we call it, maybe as president. And so there was just so much going on. A lot of that, life. Oh, yeah. A whole lot of life. And I will never tell anybody that I prioritize any aspect of my business over my life or my family because that's just not what's happening here. So mm-hmm. I kind of recognized that that was kind of a season where I was just going to have to slow down a little bit. And I'm so thankful to have a community that understood that. Um, and I yeah. think that's something special about the military community is that our lives are all so similar, even though we're kind of going through different things that that transition wasn't as hard for me as maybe it would be for a civilian business because things like a deployment or, you know, a high tempo schedule or a PCS are things that we all understand. Um, And so I received a ton of support kind of through that process. Uh, People just kind of saying, well, wait until you come back, which was awesome. Um, And so when he came back from the deployment and we uh, moved to our new duty station, uh, we knew going into it that this would be a lighter load job wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so thankful for that because he's actually home now and I have a lot more help with the kids and activities and kind of shuttling them around. And so I said to him shortly after we got here, I need 2019 to be able to give 100% to this business. Um, And I just need you to support me in that. And he very quickly said, okay. I mean, there was not, there was no dialogue back and forth. There was no, but I have this going on because I think he understood that I kind of felt like I have done so much in the last 13 years to support him and um, to encourage him as he moved along that I think now it's my turn. Um, And so that was a decision that we both made and it's, um, it's been challenging, of course. absolutely, moving into this kind of new space and um, a little bit of a new direction with the business, but it's been so rewarding. I'm so excited to get up and get to work every day. 
Um, the kids are seeing a change, I think. And I think they are being motivated by the fact that I'm still at home with them. I'm home when they come home from school, when they leave in the morning, but they still see mom working and working towards a goal, which is so important to me also. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that is, I mean, so good. And, and what a example to, you know, Bernard kind of sits there and how, how to handle that. And I think one of the things you and I discovered in working together um, and it's something that I don't even know that I've completely articulated to you at times is just what an example you are to, you know, spouses like myself who are in a season behind you, you know, um, and not just in our husband's rank, but like just, you know, I don't have kids yet. Um, but I, I very much, you and I have very similar mentalities and, you know, goal achieving and that need for a creative outlet. But just watching you set that example of taking a pause, because I certainly have that personality where, you know, I will run myself into the dirt. Yeah. Um, if that means getting what I need to <laughs> done, but, um, what, what an example of taking a pause and grace. And I think for me, I, I've learned that it, that doesn't necessarily have to be for a complete season or a year or months. It could just be, you know, like, I know I need to take a weekend where I'm completely unplugged and I need a mental yeah. break and just letting those few people that might need to call on me, you know, that I'm working with daily and just saying, Hey guys, you know, I've, for 72 hours, I'm tapping out. I just, I need to do this for me and, and that that's okay, that nobody's going to die. Like right. nobody is going to, you know, completely hate you or your business or your brand for doing that. And I think that's too, such an important lesson in why telling your whole story as a person, as a human, um, and as a business owner is important because if you are just selling people things and trying to sell and trying to sell and try to sell, then it probably would have killed your business, you know, if, if you had to resurrect it, you Absolutely. know, later. But instead, you know, people were following your storyline. And those military spouses, we can't always share the whole thing. Right. Um, we can we can definitely paint the picture that this is a different season and that, you know, this season called for me to hustle hard and this season's calling me to just take a beat for a minute. And I even know some spouses who have done it when they're because their spouse is home, you know, for me, I know when Justin's gone, you know, that's when I'm pulling an all nighter once a week just for fun um, because I enjoy getting those things done. And so it's more that when he's home, I try to cherish that a little bit differently. And so what an example that is to newer, younger entrepreneurs that it doesn't always have to feel like an uphill climb. And I was just talking to a girlfriend the other night and I said, you know, 2018 for me felt like pushing a wheelbarrow of crap up a hill in molasses. Mm. Like there was a lot of good things going on. It was a good mountain I wanted to climb, but it was just a lot of low brow work, you know, putting my head down and doing the dang thing. Right. And, and that's not in storeworthy. you know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. that side of business is not the thing that people want to see, or it's going to get a lot of likes, but I know that it's what sets the foundation for the next season. Right. And so really learning and understanding the importance of, of that. And so last thing I kind of want to ask you is what are the big next things for West House? You know, what are you excited about? Or, you know, you said that 2019 is kind of your year to put your nose to the grindstone and really do all the things for your business and put it in a trajectory to keep moving forward right. in sustainability. Yeah. So you know, a big part of why I started West House comes from my life as a military spouse. And mm -hmm. 
I think there is such a divide between um, kind of this camp that feels like you have to be a traditional military spouse and you're at home with the kids and you're at every ceremony that your spouse has going on. And then on the other side of that in kind of total dichotomy is this hard charging career person, you know, who's mm -hmm. out making things happen. And I would like to argue and kind of use Westhouse as a vessel for the idea that the modern military spouse, uh, the spouse who's like me or the spouse who's like you, has managed to figure out how to weave those two things together. Yeah. I mean, that you is, know, yeah, yeah, that is you the know, housewife that, hustle. Yeah. Exactly. You know, they figured out how to do those two things. I will never, ever, ever apologize for the amount of support that I show my husband, the unit mm -hmm. that he's involved in, the soldiers who, you know, surround him, because that's a very, very, very important part of our life. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with the military families that we've come across. You know, it's a, it's a hard life. And so the idea that you could kind of keep the two and they're mutually exclusive just doesn't quite work for me. So, um, yeah. you know, as I made a transition in uh, the beginning of this year, that transition is moving towards, well, what are things that appeal to that? What are things that as at a modern military spouse myself that inspire me or, you know, things mm -hmm. that I think would inspire others in my community. So you will see a lot, a lot of motivation and encouragement. Um, yes. Things that say, you know, nevertheless, you persisted. What a mantra wow. for this life. <laughs> like yeah, I, just, like, I don't even yeah. know something that is more appropriate. Um, but I yeah. just feel like even though I am a product-based business, and of course, no one goes into business to not make money, right? I mean, that's oh, just not yeah. a business. So yeah. <laughs> there's obviously... <laughs> There's kind of hobby. That as right, exactly. Um, and sometimes hobbies aren't fun. But, you know, there's <laughs> obviously this aspect of, yes, I need to sell products. But what I think even more than that I want to communicate is that that connection between the person that you want to be and the person that this military life demands of you is possible. Those two mm -hmm. things can come together. And somewhere in the middle, I am just a super fan of the saying, do you? Somewhere in the middle, there has to be someone who says, hey, Kendall, if you want to do branding and marketing because that's your jam, then you do that. Hey, right. so-and-so, if you want to be a stay-at-home mom with your kids and that makes you happy, absolutely, you do that. If you want to be a career mom, you know, all oh, yeah. these things, multi-level marketing, whatever it is that you decide you want to do. And my hope is that I can provide people with lots of pretty things because that's important too, um, but things that inspire and encourage and motivate them to number one, connect with people. Um, I think we kind of look at the superficial aspect of gift giving, but I'm really hoping that people see the things that I provide and use those things to stay connected. Yeah. Um, and then secondary to that, that people are inspired to do what makes them happy, especially mm -hmm. in a life where it feels like everything around you is controlled and outside of you. Yeah. Like you don't get to make as many decisions as people think we do. So yeah. um, that's for sure. Yeah. So that's really what I'm hoping that it's just a source of motivation, empowerment, and it's got some really pretty things that go along with it. Yeah. So I want to ask you a kind of a wrap up question and it might lead to another one, but 
Um, one of the things that I asked you when we worked together a couple of years ago, and you heard me use this word one billion times. I remember our friend Pam probably was ready to like have it tattooed on her forehead. Um, but it's the word intentional. And so I want to ask, what are you doing these days to be intentional with your business? Because as a mom, I know that it's easy for let th- for things to become chaotic and to let um, that side of things kind of run your life. But what are you doing intentionally to set yourself up for success in your business? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I think the number one thing that I'm doing is actually treating it like a business. Oh, that's um, true. I mean, what yeah. an easy truth, but I mean, right? dig into that. <laughs> yeah. So I think in the past, if I'm honest, I treated it more like a hobby. So mm-hmm. it was something that I could pick up when I had time. Um, if, you know, if I had other things going on, I could just kind of push it to the side. But we know that if we worked for another company, another business, if your job is nine to five, you're at work nine to five. Yep. You know, you're not saying, oh, yeah, sure, I can meet you for coffee or, you know, volunteering for everything under the sun because yep. you have commitment. So mm-hmm. the biggest shift for me in terms of intentionality is absolutely treating it like a business. So you know, I yeah. get up, I get the kids out the door and I go to work. Um, even though I'm in, in the house, I go to work. Um, the yeah. second thing that I've done is I have joined a mastermind group that's a year long that is so encouraging for me as a female entrepreneur, especially mm-hmm. um, that just has been a great place for me to gain knowledge, to kind of learn how other people are figuring things out. Yeah. Um, So that's been great. And then I would say probably the last thing that I've done is I have probably read more books in the last few weeks um, than I have in, I don't know, the last several years. So um, a lot, a lot of learning. I'm listening to a ton of podcasts Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of trying to, like you said, be a sponge and soak it all in. I am totally out of my wheelhouse. So I recognize that. And I know there are just so many resources out there that are free, which is amazing. Um, You know, that just exists to help small business owners like me. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, And it's, it's made it great. I have to honestly say, I don't know that the first three years of business, I woke up every day excited to do it, but I have been excited every single day since this year started to get up and get to work. Yeah. Oh, and that's, and I think that's too, just such an important thing just to mention to people who are starting out, you know, maybe they're in their first 18 months of business. I can remember my parents telling me that you will not and should not profit in the first 18 months. Yeah. And I remember being so frustrated by that um, because I'm like, well, why would I start a business if I'm not making any money? Yeah. And it wasn't that I wasn't making any money and since there wasn't an income, but it was, that I had to be reinvested, whether that was in better equipment, whether that was in education and which my parents were huge on, you know, whether that's workshop workshops or online training. Um, as you mentioned, there's plenty of free stuff, but you know, just reinvesting in the business for that first 18 months to set my, set myself up for success for making it past that five year mark. Because as we know, the majority of small businesses fail uh, within that five years. And so, you know, laying that strong foundation and realizing that it, there's going to be seasons of suck and for it to be hard. But that's why finding that community is so good, you know, whether that's in a mastermind or um, even just finding a good other small business owner friend that can be your kind of ideas to bounce off of 
or just on those sucky days say, hey, you know, do you want to just meet up and work at the coffee shop together? You do your yeah. thing, I'll do mine. Because it is going to be hard. And, you know, that's why not everybody does it. That's why not right. everyone makes it past that mark. But if you want longevity and success that is buildable, you know, you're going to have to put those hours in and it's not always going to look the same. And so um, is there anything you would like to say to that small business owner or um, military spouse that wants to be a small business owner who's just getting started out, you know, kind of where you were just a few years ago? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, initially, I would say find something you really love doing. Um, mm. I think it's very easy to get up and go to a job that you kind of like because you know yep. a paycheck is coming. You know, <laughs> every yep. time you show up, that's what you're required to do. You show up, you do your job and you get paid. Um, I would absolutely say you are not going into entrepreneurship because you think you're going to immediately make money that is commiserate with the amount of work that you're putting in. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so it's important for it to be something that you make a choice um, mm -hmm. to get into. And the second thing would just be give yourself grace. I mean, there are so many things that you have to learn. And I feel like even at this stage, I am by no means an expert and I feel like I learn something every single day. So, you know, just give yourself the grace to take the process for what it is, you know, at yeah. each stage oh, of the process. Yeah. And like you said, some of it's not great. <laughs> I mean, I will yeah. be honest and say that, but you know, some of it is really awesome mm -hmm. and just kind of know, especially if you're an entrepreneur or desiring entrepreneur and you have kids, just think of the example that you're setting for your kids, you know, to start oh, something yeah. from nothing, to continue to work hard, to persevere when there are challenges. I mean, it's, it's such a huge example. And there are just so many lessons in that, that I think we kind of overlook when we have our head down in that grind. Um, but just stick with it. Um, you know, it's not going to be perfect. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, that's the biggest thing. For so me. true. Yeah. yeah. Expectation management is something I certainly had to learn that my success isn't going to look like anybody else's. And, you know, that's a positive and a negative. You know, I don't yeah. have to do the same path someone else did, and, but I, at the same time, can't try to climb that same ladder. And exactly. so that is so good. Well, I'm so thankful. I, could, I can already tell that we're going to have to have a part two because I have so many <laughs> follow-up questions, and I'm sure people are also because, um, I mean, there's just so much to glean and to learn. I think just from people who are honest and truthful and aren't just standing up and saying like, yeah, you know, my business is successful. This is what we did because anybody can see the fruits of that. You know, anybody can tell when someone's doing well, you know, but it's hard, I think, to get under the root of really saying, okay, well, how did you do that when life got hard? Or, you know, right. did you struggle with um, that move or, you know, as your husband is deployed for the eonth time, you know, how did you transition into that? And so I just want to thank you so much for being willing to spend this time um, on the podcast. I can't wait to um, hear what people think and get their follow-up questions so we can do it again. And I'm, I'm super excited about, you know, the collaborations and the ideas that you and I have had together for some things, because I certainly think that as much as we have in common, we have some unique differences that I think for people who are like ourselves, military spouses, mm -hmm. who are in this lifestyle, who are eager to be purpose-driven and they're eager to have their own thing and their own identity, 
the super goal achievers, um, if you know Enneagram, you're threes, ones, and eights, you know, people that are just really, really want to um, get in there for themselves, um, making a space for them, you know, that they can learn and that we can say, okay, this is how we did it. It might look different for you, but there is a space for you to do it too. And right. so I just want to thank you for being willing to be a part of that. And I cannot wait to get my hands on one of those bracelets you put on your Instagram story yesterday, because you know, I'm all about a do you. Yes, I love I'm so that. excited. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. I just, I mean, I hope that even if it's one person who hears something that encourages them, that would be amazing. So for sure. Yeah. I mean, she, I mean, I've, after just talking with you, I always feel like, okay, yep. Got to go get back to work. Cause I'm just, <laughs> I'm excited to be able to do the dang thing alongside of you. And I, yeah. I appreciate it. So thanks for a while. I will talk to you soon. All right. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Serena. She is such a good soul, human person, all the things, really. If you want more information on how to get in touch with Serena, her products, or anything about Shop West House, please go to www.housewifehustlepodcast.com and you'll see our show notes where you can get all of that information all in one place. How to contact her, even see the cutest picture of her and her family. As always, I want to thank you for listening and spending your time with me. I don't take it lightly that you take your time out of your crazy schedule to put me on and listen. If this podcast means anything to you, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review or a comment. It's how iTunes ranks their podcast and makes it easier for people to find us. So thank you so much for being here today. I hope you enjoyed. Be blessed.